This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. When you're starting to date someone, a lot of times we start off one way and then all of a sudden we're getting attitudes about like, oh, you're not responding back enough or quick enough or especially as a woman with men, I prefer you just tell me how you like to communicate. It's easier because it's one less thing y'all have to think about versus trying to show up and perform for me. Tell me, do you like to text? Because if you don't, I'm putting it out. I have no expectations of texting from you. Or it's like asking people, do you like voice notes? And some people say, I'm I'm never going to listen to that voice note. <laughs> for me, I'm not going to answer your phone call. But ultimately, I don't want to always have to explain that to somebody. If I say I don't want to text like that, I need that to just be okay. Like, we grown as... You think Kelly and, and Beyonce just texting all day? I'm the same way. Don't text me. I have 125 texts on my phone. I don't understand why. Why are you texting me? I, I don't got time. I'll see it. I think I replied. Or I'll say I'm in session and I'll reply later. I'll never get to it. If yeah. you really need me, call. call. I'm not going to answer, but I will return <laughs> that phone call Saturday morning. Hey, Sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have a returning guest. Yes. Ooh. What's up, Matt? How are you? Matt, talk to Matt, the therapist. <laughs> the th- the therapist. Here. How I'm you here. doing? Thank you for having me. Back. Thank you for having you Yes. Back. Thank you for having me for the first time in this amazing space that yeah. you have created. <laughs> thank you for coming. I'm so excited. How proud are you? We're going to get into this now. You ain't going to even let me do like, <laughs> like the adult tip of the day. We ain't going. It's so nice. It's so dope. It's so full of love and energy. <laughs> ain't going to even w- let us introduce the folks to you. Fine. <laughs> we'll do it your way. Tell the folks who you are, Matt. Um, my name is Max Stanley Cazo. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in couples therapy, specifically infidelity recovery. I'm the owner of Therapy is for Everyone, which is a prior private practice that's I primarily work with black couples and help them through all aspects of their relationship. Also the co-host of Menage Mind podcast with my man, Orlando. 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 Shout out to Orlando. How you doing? Uh, So first of all, um, if you guys are new to the show or just tapping in, make sure that you go back and binge watch some of those episodes because uh, Mac was actually on episode two of this podcast along with um, another friend of mine, Jackson. Yes. And it was an amazing episode and we talked about how men are better communicators. So you make sure that you go back and tap into that. Uh, But let's get into this episode because I have so much I want to talk to you about today. Um, First of all, we're going to start off with a review that was left. Um, We're reading these because I want you to know that they matter so much to me. I put a lot of time and intentionality in bringing the content that I'm bringing to you and at no cost to you. All I'm asking you to do is to watch the views, you know, raise the views on YouTube by watching it, putting a comment in the section and rating the podcast and leaving a review, reposting. These are things that cost zero dollars and zero cents. And that's what helps me get on the charts and make sure that more people reach, you know, receive my content. If people aren't receiving it, then why am I doing it? So this is how you can help me stay doing this. Okay. Um, This review is left by Pookie. Uh, (laughs) Pookie. 
Pookie says, I've been, oh, broadens one's perspective. I've been listening to Not Just Another Sex podcast, and I have to say I am blown away. The name doesn't do it justice. This podcast is so much more than just sex. The conversations are thought-provoking and nuanced, and the guests that br- they bring on have such diverse perspectives. I appreciate how they approach taboo topics with such openness and respect. Samaya is an incredible host who knows how to guide the conversation and keep things engaging. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone who wants to broaden their understanding of human sexuality and relationships. Not one lie told. That was such a thoughtful review. Thank you, Pookie. Like, <laughs> shout out to Pookie. Shout out to Pookie. Y'all get like Pookie and please leave me a thought-provoking review, okay? Look, sometimes things are hard when you're doing these shows and if you ever make the crazy mistake of reading the comments when a, vibe, when a clip kind of goes left or something like oh, that, um, this is a good way to balance those things out. Just um, The other day, I hadn't, hadn't looked at the reviews in a long time because I was getting a little discouraged because <laughs> there was like only two for like months. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Um, and I finally looked at the day when people are starting to leave the reviews and it was just nice to know that I'm doing something that, that people are picking up on. So, um, so we're going to get into the show. As you know, that we start off with the adult tip of the day. The adult tip of the day is right up your alley with the my therapist says <laughs> or um, some type of tip or trick or just some way of thinking that is supposed to help us with adulting because it's not easy. So we break it down to like five minutes and today's adult tip of the day is about expecting vulnerability. If you expect vulnerability, transparency, and grace, you also have to provide it. And in this, um, in the way that this is worded, we're talking about insects specifically. A lot of times women are very vocal about, I need this to feel safe and I need that. But women can sometimes be very aggressive when it comes to sex and how a man has to show up. And there is a lot of pressure on men to perform sexually. And we don't, I don't think that we discuss enough how that brings anxiety and it takes a lot of the pleasure out of sex for men. And so a lot of women, like I said, are communicating about, oh, I need this and do this to make me feel safe. But it's like, do you hit up men and be like, was the dick hard? Or like, oh, why is it, why is it not hard yet when Mm -hmm. y'all engage in, or, you know, don't bring me the gummy worm. Like now they like, damn, like my dick not allowed to like, just not, do something like can we cuddle first like you know but I I just think that um sometimes women are more aggressive when they're not getting certain things or they take it more personal like it's them and I think that um we're very quick to talk about the vulnerability and transparency that we want but we don't realize the ways that we may not be offering that to men yes and to also add into to that as well I know a number of men that are in their 30s that are using supplements Mm. just to perform better sexually because of that performance anxiety, because of that pressure and that expectation where I got to show up and put on. I can't have an off night. Mm. I think that that's... Married men at that too. That's really young. Yeah. That's really young. But I think that a lot of people don't know how to have... Like, a, you know, I'm always going to push that 18 to 40 minutes. And a lot of people aren't doing it. They don't know what to do during that time. And they don't have real desire. And I don't think that people have the verbiage or the the patience with themselves and the grace from their partner to express that I love you and I want to have sex with you, but the desire has not been created. Say that again. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you. it landed yeah. properly enough for people to hear this and comprehend it. Yes. I love you and I do want you. 
but the desire has not been created. Yes. Which means that just because I love you doesn't mean my dick just gets on hard for you the way that it did when it was brand new pussy. Correct. At, at the end of the day, it ain't ain't nothing better than good pussy except new pussy. And, and, and that's just how I feel. But that is very short lived, which is why I'm not saying like take that as a relationship staple because that'll get you in trouble. But in real life, people love great pussy and going back to the same thing over again. That's that's they they want a consistent good. But just because they want it doesn't mean that the desire is there and their dick is just going to be hard because you say that you have this pussy like I, the pussy we, wants you. OK, <laughs> let me. We let him know. Effort. Yeah. Touch me, hug me, rub my back. I don't right? know what you're about to say with talk that. Talk nice to me. <laughs> right? Talk to me nice. Get me ready as well. The yeah. the same way that it's expected for men to cult to cultivate a healthy space where the woman feels des- desired, accepted, safe, wanted, that also must apply to the males as well. Absolutely. Right? Like we're visual. We're also sensual. And sex for men is not just sex. And people really need to comprehend that. The reason why men go to is sex because there's a lot of needs that sex provides mm. that we cannot vocalize. Affection. We feel safe, wanted, desired. We feel respected. We feel prioritized. So that's when when you reject your Give me partner. that list one more time. Hold on. <laughs> Give me that list one more time. Through sex, a man experience affection, mm. safety, security, being desired, being wanted, being respected, being validated. Like I could go on for hours, yeah. right? Sex is just the 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 tool to experiencing those things. Hence why it's so detrimental to men when he's rejected by his partner. Mm. You're not just res- rejecting us having sex. You're rejecting me feeling those things. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't believe that women are always the best listeners, nor are they patient enough to say we communicate differently. How do you pull that information from your partner of saying what makes you feel that way? Because you've you've seen partners that seem really intimate, mm-hmm. like they seem like, damn, they must be fucking each other brains out. But it's because of how they interact when they're not having sex. It's how they interact in public. It's because they have true intimacy. He's feeling affection and so is she. And he's feeling validated and feeling like important and and hearing the words of affirmation and things like that. And so when people are like, well, I don't always want to just have sex. If you're not making him feel that way outside of the bedroom, then that's one of the reasons that they only want to stay in the bedroom with you. And y'all don't be having enough skills to be in the bedroom as often as you do, (laughs) which is why y'all be taking and popping these pills and shit. Don't get me wrong. A honey night is always, you know, every now and then. It's always welcome here and there. Why not? that but it shouldn't have to be like that every single time because there should be real desire that's there yes. you know and as couples like we also need to do a better job of talking about sex outside of the bedroom couples that talk about sex more often has a lot better sex and eventually have a lot more orgasm absolutely right so it's okay on a sunday to sit down at the dinner table and talk about hey what are the things that that i'm doing that you yeah. really enjoy what what are the things that you'd like for us to try or experience? Absolutely. How can I approach you and signal to you that I am in the mood in a way that you can understand? Mac, I would appreciate it if you don't go through my template <laughs> for the episode before we get there. It's yes, just, ma'am. I'm goodness. Sorry. Gosh, you're a guest. It's your first time here. <laughs> like before you take over. Hey, you guys. It's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, 
Honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk. And let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it. Make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right, now back to the show. Thank you for helping me with that, which actually leads me into our Twitter talk. Um, Our Twitter talk is where we pay homage to Black Twitter, where all the viral conversations start, where the feedback is real, um, and anything that's anything is going to get talked about on Black Twitter. Um, And I just, I love it. I like to pay respect to it. Um, So this one is actually from Maui the Poet. Um, she actually asked black men, what are some ways that your woman makes you feel emotionally safe or cared for? And I asked this question One, I want you to answer the question, but I'm challenging women or partners, period. You guys, it doesn't really matter. We're saying men, women, but I don't give a damn if you're a turtle. I'm challenging you to ask your partner these questions and also the challenges on the receiving end. Do you have an answer? And a lot of people don't have an answer. They just know what they feel, but they don't know how to, um, like qualify it or quantify it or get the characteristics or really, you know, bring it out. So ultimately we're still going back to communication. Yes. And so um, that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, But black men, what are some ways that your woman makes you feel emotionally safe or cared for? I can answer for all black men because it's just one main thing. Listening. Mm. (laughs) Listening is the greatest Viagra that's ever been created. Mm. Just listen to me. When I'm expressing myself, listen. When I'm telling you a story, listen, because that's a bit of for connection. I'm yeah. trying to connect with you by telling you what's happening in my world and for you to create a space where you can receive that and understand that without interjecting or without telling me what to do. Listening. Simple, but very hard to do nowadays. It is very difficult. I find that men and women, they communicate so differently. And until we accept that and create a, 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 a energy of patience and mm-hmm. grace, which is, I apologize, I cut you off, go ahead. Like correcting yourself in Ooh, those moments. Like I just got turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I just got turned on. All right, there has been an, an erection in Tulum. All right, that's, that's the first one. There we go. No. But no, like I think that the, I think that the verbiage matters and just, I don't, no one is looking for perfection, but with women, when we talk, I watch how women manipulate men through conversation because they're able to talk so fast and make it seem like that means I care more because I have more words, right? But that's a lot of feminine energy, which is surrounded around how you feel and nurture and care and shit like that, where men are logical. So you're telling them a problem and you feel like you're you're making it seem like they care less because they can say it in one sentence and you need to say it in a 12-page soliloquy. Like <laughs> nobody, you know what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. different. And I I watch as as women run circles around men when it's time to communicate and they don't really have the patience. Like, you know what? Okay, you need a little moment to figure out and think, do we need to regroup? They're not allowed to do that. It's like, no, we got to talk about it now. Or, you know what I mean? And that doesn't make people feel safe because you're forcing them to communicate before their mind has figured out what to say. Exactly. And men were comfortable with three emotions, anger, 
happiness and sadness. Yeah. Women feel and horniness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Women feel every emotion that you can think of and they have the vocabulary to express that. So when you are expressing to men the emotions that they're not comfortable with, it takes us more time to process that. Yeah. Right. So a lot of, so a lot of times we're thinking through it and because we're not communicating that the the partner tends to continue to talk. But instead, what I ask men to be like, okay, I heard you. There was a lot there. Let me just give me a second to so I can process it, so I can respond accordingly. Yeah. So this way she knows that he's gonna come back to the conversation and that he just needs a little bit more. Needs time. a moment. Yeah. I find that um also you have to, I think, help create different phrases to use. Like when you're in the middle of practicing better communication, thinking about some phrases that you can use before you're in that scenario is really helpful. So for example, I, I, this happens a lot, just like even with the people that I work with or whatever, um, I go and I go period. Like even with other people that talk, I go and they be like, okay, hold on somebody, let me digest. No problem. Because I get really excited mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm just going like, I'm just <laughs> like, okay, what do you think about this? Da, 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 right. Um, and I, and I tell people, hey, I'm not getting an emotional response from you. Do I? And I ask, like, am I repeating myself? Like, I, I just, I need the, I'm reading your body language. And your body language tells me that either you checked out or, and if you haven't, I need you to let me know. You know what I mean? And so sometimes it's it's awkward and it's embarrassing because I over communicate, but I would rather over communicate in the beginning while we have the patience versus at the end we have no patience and now I'm under communicating and now we're we're going against each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's the care. I do understand that we communicate differently. But that brings us to this episode, which this episode is about um, when people say they're ready for relationships. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're talking about, oh, I got a job and I'm healed <laughs> and I went to therapy and all those things. And we love that for y'all. Please keep doing that, getting a job and getting therapy and all those things, right? Um, but do you know yourself? Can you communicate what you need? And so we're going to go over how you need to be apologized to how you like sex. How do you what how do you need to go about an argument? How do you like communicate? How do you like to communicate during the day? What how often do you want to be around each other? Let's go through these things, because when we go through this episode, if you're sitting there asking yourself, some of you guys don't know the answers. And so you may have all the tangible items for a relationship or on paper but the truth is is that you don't have the instruction manual on how to work you there you go and i find that just relationships that are more mature they can tell you exactly what, what i learned is i don't want anybody else to be anything different tell i want i expect you to tell me everything how, how do you want me to apologize to you how you want your dick sucked how do you want me to <laughs> rub your back like what do you want to hear to, like you, I want you to get all of your favorite things from me. Mm. That That's all I want. Mm. But I expect that in return. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I find that a lot of people, like, you know, women ask for a lot. Men aren't asking for anything, you know? And a lot of women aren't asking for anything. We're just expecting people to show up and read our minds. But the truth is, is that we don't know. We want them to test out loving us. And then we start discovering and say, oh, I like when you do that. You should have told you. You know, yes, yeah, some things are going to be new, but everything is not right. new. Unclear expectations yeah. leads to unnecessary fights. Mm. So when you do not communicate accordingly, or if you do not tell me the, the the things that you like and the things that you want and how I can make you feel better and how I can be better for you, then you leave that up to me to figure out 
And a lot of times I might be wrong, which then leads to a fight. Mm-hmm. So one of the practices that I, I tend to recommend that most couples do is like every morning, ask your partner, what are two things that I can do to make you feel loved today? Mm. Two practical things. <laughs> he added that practical Two on practical there. Two practical things, because it has to make sense, yeah. right? Don't say, um, I want you to be nice. What does that mean? Yeah. I want you to come and hug me at some point today. I want you to tell me three things that you appreciate that I did today. Yeah. Right? So this way, you're telling me your love language. You're telling me how to show up for you. You're making it very easy for me as well. And now you really get to acknowledge whether or not I am committed to doing what I ask you for. Am I actually going to show up? Am I actually going to follow through? Absolutely. There's that accountability factor that is not present. I think that um, being remembered is always just, especially when we're getting into our careers and kids and so many things going on where once you're finally healed, you realize that you are only responsible for you, right? You're the only person that can actually pull you out of anything mentally or whatever you're going on. You may have assistance or help, but you still had to ask for it. You still had to figure out what you needed. When someone remembers me amongst all those things that they're doing to be healthy and do the things they need for themselves, which actually takes a weight off of me. When you take care of you, you really take something off of my plate. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, you're still remembering me and what I need. How beautiful is that? See, that's how you get your dick sucked on the regular. Like, it's shit like that. Like, I'm just saying, like, right. you just got to ask yourself. When, when people be like, oh, we're not doing this in the bedroom and then in the bedroom. I promise you it probably has nothing to do with sex. It's just you're not doing the things that make someone feel desired. Like, so let's get into. I, I, I can even simplify that a little bit more. Please do. I, I usually say if your partner's not doing something that you want them to do or they stop doing something that they used to do, don't go to them to ask what's happening. Ask yourself, what are the things that I've stopped doing myself? Mm-hmm. What are the things that I can do to influence that behavior to be in more practice? What servitude can I engage in to make my partner feel so loved that they are more than willing and excited to go above and beyond for me? With, with sex specifically, mm-hmm. I always tell people when they're asking me about doing something more exciting, what is something that you used to do? Because it's just so much easier than recreating the wheel. Yes. <laughs> it's just always easier. And it and and yeah, you cycle out of things. Sometimes things get old or you, you know, you're you don't need that right now. But going back to some of those things don't mean that they won't derive pleasure. Hey you guys, it's your host Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right. Demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms, Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our masterclasses, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. 
Um, instead of starting with the love languages and sex love languages, which I know that we could easily get into, let's end with those. Okay. Let's talk about some different things. Um, so when I ask you, do you know yourself or can you tell me about like what what's the best way to deal with you? That's how we'll approach this question. What's the best way to deal with you? Let's start with apologies. So let's say that your your wife has done something to bother you or whatever. What is the best way to apologize um, for you? Oh, I'm very simple. Okay. Hug me, whis- whisper in my ear and say, hey, babe, I'm sorry for what I did. Mm-hmm. Right? And then let's go straight to the bedroom. <laughs> I'm, I'm very Feed me, touch me. Okay. I'm that simple. What is with me in, in, in this feed me? Like Feed I'm the- me, touch me. Because <laughs> that's how I, I feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel appreciated. That you took time out of your day to curate a meal for me. That's beautiful. That's amazing because I'm getting your time. I know how valuable time is, yeah. right? I have a lot on my plate. Yeah. So when you can take off something off my plate and you just do it without me prompting you to. Yeah, that's, that shit is aphrodisiac. You telling me I don't have to do this? You did it for me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what, much. What, what, what is your apology language? Uh, so I need to talk things through, right? Like, I have learned to break that up, though. I've learned that no one needs to know how you feel about them in the moment mm-hmm. um, before you've processed your feelings, right? Um, but I've learned to take all the emotion out and say, hey, this is what I don't like and why. But I'm more of like an action. How are you going to fix it? I, like, I want to know that you're going to work on it. But also, I'm a do something for me. Like, I got you flowers to apologize or like, like, I, like. Do, like because I have anxiety. For me, when something goes wrong or you do something, like I'm gonna think about it. It, it actually, I'm just so, and I'm an empath. Like mm-hmm. I take it very personal. So, but I forgive very easy. Gotcha. Like I'm not a, I don't hold on to it. Like if you apologize, well, okay. Like think like, but I do need the the follow through. I need the follow through, the acknowledgement, the I accountability. Need, I need the heartfelt accountability. And I need you to make it up to me. Like, I feel like I should be babied for the rest of the day. <laughs> so when... <laughs> that's how I feel. No, no, no. That And that's actually proven, right? When couples are in conflict and they're trying to resolve that, they tend to focus on who's right, who's wrong, mm-hmm. right? We're seeking agreement. But in reality, what we should be seeking is an understanding. Because yes. you have a different viewpoint of what took place and I have a different viewpoint of what took place. Yes. We'll never agree. So once we can understand each other, then we can acknowledge each other's views better. Yeah. And the final step is, um, what can I do to make this up to you? What can I do to help you come back on the bridge with me? Yeah. And that's where your your act of service or being babied or loved on comes yeah. in. I feel like the what I what I have learned is that um, a lot of women will hold a grudge. And I'm, I'm saying women because that's the only perspective that I can speak from. But and then they're mad for days about something that was small, which is just not it's not healthy. And it's just it's a lot of energy. And I've had to learn to vocalize, hey, it's difficult for me to go from I can forgive you in an instant, but that doesn't change the fact that the energy is going to feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I need assistance getting out of that awkward energy and. Like, I need you to give me slow kisses. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Like, give help me bring the wall down. Like, as as a as a woman, especially as a black woman, like, putting up those defensive walls only take a second. Like, as soon as I feel like I'm not safe, 
we know how to, you know what I mean? But I've worked so hard to be in this, this level of feminine that it's like, hey, I'd rather just say, I don't want to be mad or have this. Because I can change the energy of a room if I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to use my powers for bad. That's called the repair. The repair? Yes. All right. Well, the, the repair. The cheat code to any healthy <laughs> relationship is how long it takes us to repair after an incident has taken place. So the couple that will just come and apologize and, and acknowledge and say, hey, I need us to fix this as quickly as possible have a healthier relationship than those that that are doing two three days of of silence yeah and and the, and so the cold shoulder it changes the energy of the whole relationship yeah and it forces a partner now to start thinking what would life be without you and I don't right I don't think that people realize that they don't it's difficult to offer that grace when you haven't received it mm-hmm. so it's going back to childhood like did someone make you feel bad when you did something wrong but a lot of parents especially our parents not only gave us punishment but then we got the cold shoulder after punishment and had a withdrawal of affection and so it's like one of the reasons that we're, we don't take criticism well is because everybody is so mean about criticism versus like hey actually you can do this better or criticizing in love or like hey I don't like that. That doesn't make me feel that way. But instead, like we're berating people and we're like, why would you do that? And like yelling at them. And it's like, deal like you're dealing with a child. But a lot of y'all don't deal with y'all kids that way. And nobody ever dealt with you that way as a child. And so you're, you're you know what I mean? You're being mean to your partner. And we're the meanest to our partners. Because it feels like home. It, <laughs> that's the problem. I don't need shit to feel like home. Because it me. feels like home, right? <laughs> yeah. We do what we what's familiar to us. Even though our childhood was chaotic, that's familiar. I know how to survive in that space. Yeah. So unknowingly, unconsciously, I'm creating that same space within my relationship. Absolutely. I tend to say, yo, who's going to be the adult? Who's going to get up and go and approach their partner and initiate that repair? Are we both going to be kids or are we going to be adults? Yeah. And if we need that moment, I need us to say it. And I think that that's another thing. Like people don't know how to get past the embarrassment of what they're feeling because it feels so vulnerable and like, damn, is that serious? Yes, it absolutely is that serious. Like I can say like, hey, I feel vulnerable right now because I feel like I pointed out this that didn't make me happy and I feel like I'm receiving the retaliation when you're the one that did this wrong, right? I I think that when it comes to apologies, also a lot of people validate why they did what they did and then men don't say anything at all. You're going to make me cry, girl. Like, I'm getting all these goosebumps <laughs> as you're talking. My eyes, I'm like fighting back tears. You're ready. They, you know. You're ready. I'm just, you know, whenever they call for my talk show, you're I'll, ready. You know, this is like the little talk show, but you know, we'll make it bigger. I'm, I'm, I can acknowledge the role that I've played in where the relationship is messed up. I can acknowledge the role that I played in not providing a safe place for, you know, in my marriage. And yes, it was the wrong person regardless, but that doesn't mean that there were some real things that just weren't right. And I'm glad to just be able to take accountability for Mm. that because I have a son and I just, I, a lot of us don't, can't acknowledge like the type of love we need to give our child because we're not giving that to that type of partner. You know what I mean? They don't match. And it's if I want to love that boy, you know, and 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 keep seeing that black boy joy, I have to be able to listen to him when he says something or be patient with him. Like when he's frustrated and he talk, he'll put his hands on his head. I'm not forcing him to just come on, spit it out. It's like, hey, it's okay. Take your time. Take your time. I'm right here. So, and I try not to change my voice, you know, so he doesn't see that I'm irritated. Yeah. Like the other day I got upset. It had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. It was like work stuff. It was just like, okay, yo, 
every little thing is going wrong. He saw me get upset and he just start crying. And it was, it, it sucked because I didn't like want to scare him or anything like that. Like he wasn't scared. He doesn't like loud noises, but I realized how much of a safe place I've curated from him that I wasn't even talking to him. <laughs> he just was like, what's going on? What is going on? Like, Mommy's not being regulated. You know, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, I, I appreciate that being able to make a safe place for men because you guys, a lot of people took away the tools for you guys to feel, for you guys to communicate. And then when you get older, it's like, oh, I want all those things that we told you not to do, you know, and, and it's just, it's not fair. So let's coin that term now. We have gentle parenting. Maybe we also need gentle loving. Yeah, absolutely. Gentle loving. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. How to love gently. And I, I think that there's a there's an embarrassment for the parts of us that come out when we're not ready or the parts of us that we are ashamed of. And I'm very clear about my different personalities. Um, I taught at Sheila, um, Sheila Marie's um, unruly retreat and mm -hmm. she called it main character energy, which is this is my healed state is now my main character. I'm this way most of the time. But there are parts of me and young somebody, I hurt somebody that come out sometimes and that's the one who's responding in defensiveness or that's the one that may be a little bit jealous. But being able to explain my different characters, even if they're not main character all the time, is very important to my partner so they can have grace and say, Damn, I do understand and I see how that can make you feel that way. That's not what it is. So I'm not going to apologize for nothing was wrong, but I can't support you as you trust that this may look similar to a situation that you went through, but it's not that as well. You know, so it's it's a lot of patience that I have to have with myself. OK, Oprah. <laughs> your next relationship will be your last one. No, that's a fact. You are ready. I told you, you are ready for to a the... healthy relationship. You are ready for marriage. You are ready to be the best partner possible. And anybody that's doubting that, hear it from me. She's ready. <laughs> that's a fact. It's so crazy because we had Gigi, who is my astrologist, who's been my therapist, coach. Um, mm -hmm. I've worked with her um, every month for the last three to four years. Like she saw me at in the wrong marriage, and then she sees me now. And in the episode where I brought her on, um, she actually talked about in my chart how a, a daughter had came up. And I was just like, ain't no man. How a daughter? <laughs> like all this other stuff. And she was, and I was just like, also how? Like I, how am I, like literally I have birth control here. Like, you know, I have all these things mm -hmm. in place and also I ain't fucking. So I'm just like, where is this? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Mary situation. Like, you know. Um, You're different now. It, the, and that's what she's saying. She's like, it's a safe place for a daughter to come up. Like the 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 levels of healing that you have done have changed the changed the trajectory of what is now available to you. And so it's giving, um, you know, main character love. You know, opening up for me. You are full of love right now. I've I always you're have in that been. space. I I've always been full of love, but I have not always been full of the level of accountability. No, I'm going to take that back. I've always been accountable. I've never given myself the grace and patience and kindness that I give myself now. Yeah. It is very intentional, yeah. you know, and because I'm doing it, I'm able to give it, you know, I'm able to give it. And if, and this brings me to the next point, <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about like, how do you like to receive love? Ooh. You know, a lot of people don't know those answers. It changes throughout your lifetime. Yeah. Depending on what season you're in. Nowadays, for me, just based on the work that I do, 
I need qual- quality time, but in silence. Mm. So I listen to people all day, right? I'm talking all day. I'm taking on so much, so many stories, so many traumas, so many conflicts that at the end of the day, I want to be alone, but I want to be alone with my wife. Yeah. I will lay on you. The TV will be on. We don't have to talk. But the fact that you're just there with me for 30 minutes, I feel so loved. I feel so appreciated that afterwards, whatever you ask for, I'm more willing to do. Right. I'll clean the whole house. I'll cook. I'll go out and get some food. Because she replenishes me. My cup is refilled because she's providing that space where I can exist Mm -hmm. right next to her without having to perform. Because at that moment, I got nothing left to give one of the questions that i ask is what are your personal routines like how do you take care of you rituals of connections for sure um but with yourself mm-hmm. because what i do know is that i can never be a hundred percent of what somebody else needs right and i realize that nobody can ever be a hundred percent of what i need um i can want them a hundred percent yes and them still not be a hundred percent of what i need and that looks two different ways for me. That's my self-love. Um, and it's also the um, the poly love because I am. Th- and when we talk about me getting into like that serious final relationship, it's like that has to be a person that is okay with who I am. And that means fully like I'm a polyamorous woman. And if you talk to me, you realize like, damn, she really is that way. It's the polyamory and the multiple types of love that let me be so understanding of other people or let them be who they are. I'm not looking for anybody to be everything, right? So I also don't want to be somebody that you're looking to do everything. What do you do for you? How do you take... I I can't date a man that don't have no self-care rituals. Like, if if you think that what I'm doing... Like, if you think me getting facials is all extra and you won't get no facials and shit like that, you never going to understand why I need the stuff that I need. You always going to think I'm being extra. If if I'm too much, go get go get less. Like Ooh. you know, and just Ooh. because you can't provide it doesn't mean I don't deserve it. Correct. You know, there are things that I need that every part that fly is like working you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's because we're in Tulum. Got it. We're outside. <laughs> I toast to gentle love, by the way. Gentle love. Um. So yeah, I need to know like what your self care routines look like if. If I'm if I'm dating a man or a woman or whoever, and you don't do anything by yourself, that's a turnoff. The biggest mistake that people make in relationships is that they expect their partner to be the end all of everything. Yeah. My best friend, my trainer, <laughs> this, that, and et cetera. And they don't have a life outside of that. And they don't have nothing by themselves. Their identity becomes the relationship. So as individuals, right, even though we're in, a, we're in a partnership or in a relationship, we're still individuals. What are the things that we engage I in? I didn't know what you were saying for a second. You said individuals. <laughs> yeah. Even you though- know your accent come out just so <laughs> randomly sometimes. I was like, hold on, I ain't going to ask somebody. He said, let me listen to the context clues. I'm like, oh, you said individuals. As individuals, right, <laughs> we need... <laughs> Is that bad? I'll start speaking French now. No, don't do it. That's what you know. Right? Like, it's very important that we have a life outside of our relationship, that we have a support network, that we have things that we do for ourselves by our by ourselves at times. My facial is every two weeks. I never miss it. My haircut is every two weeks. I never miss it. My gym routine is five days a week. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. That's what I gotta do for myself so I can be better for you. 
I like when somebody knows how to fill up their own cup. Yes. Um, I think that brings me to the next one, which is what are the things that you do when you feel depleted? When you don't have, um, I saw this video the other day and they were saying like, when you talk to your partner, you ask them like, what, what you got on it today? Because we know we got to come up with a hundred. Like when we get home, mm -hmm. you got 80. Okay. Well, I only got 20 today. You, you, you all right? I don't you know. Just, <laughs> What you got on? Maybe it's, it's attracted to this cologne. Maybe. Mm. Um, I saw I saw a video and they were just basically saying like when it comes to their household, they ask like what you what do you have on it today, right? And sometimes they come home and they're like, I only got thirty today, and it's like, okay, I got a hundred. I had I had a great day. You know what I'm saying? And just like understanding and being able to check in with each other safely, but also when you guys don't have enough and it doesn't add up to a hundred, what is going to be our plan so we can get through this day without, you know, bumping heads because how you feel is valid and how I feel is valid. So personally, I've had to figure out what are my, um, what are my things to replenish myself when I feel depleted. So um, for me, I'm going to go to the spa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my favorite foods. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to watch Brown Sugar because mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. You know, I'm going to do all my favorites. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to meditate. Like, And it goes from level of how stressed I am, right? Yeah. Sometimes I just need a walk. You know what? Let me just go outside. I just I know I need some sun. Right. I know I know that if I get some sun, I can change this day around a little there bit. There you go. You know what? Actually, I need to listen to some Kirk Franklin. Let uh -huh. these niggas know. Like, you know what? <laughs> I, can, I can handle this. Turn my uh -huh. Kirk. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I don't need that. Sometimes I need Kodak. Ooh, you know some, what I'm saying? Some McMills. I just I might. Some you Ross. Know? I, I might I might need to get a look, you know, switch it up. But you gotta figure out what it what do I need to get my energy back right? And knowing that I'm dating or being with someone that's responsible of bringing their self back to center when they feel off versus me having to guess, it goes a long way. Before y'all got here this morning, I had a really, really rough morning and it lasted all week. Yesterday when I got um, back to Atlanta, there were flowers, there was these chocolate chip muffins that I'd be Killing for Publix <laughs> and some ginger beer. Those are, if, if you know me and I tell people all the time, if you love me, buy me flowers. And my friend had came in here She before I got here and she left those things from me because, you know, I was having a really hard time. Wow. You know what I mean? Th and those are some of my favorite snacks. So it was just really, it, it might have been a little thing to someone else, but it was really big to me because those are my favorites. But she watches what I get for myself or what I do for myself when it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got a ginger. Oh, that's my favorite. Like, people are taking note of those things. They're looking at how you love on yourself and what you do for yourself. Today, I got roses. Why? Because it was it was I was having a really difficult day. Like, I didn't know someone got me roses, but they know that if somebody if you love somebody, buy her flowers. Attunement. You know, I I I love J. Everybody know I love Jeju food. I, I be going. <laughs> mo, I, I do be there to soak a little bit, but most I be going there to eat. You know. They didn't brought Jeju here this morning, like for me to eat. They just go to my favorite things. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. People are just looking at how you love on yourself. Give them the cheat code so they can do that for you. And they must also be willing to pay so much attention that they're picking up on these things, right? Yeah. It's called attunement. When it comes to my wife, she don't got to tell me she's having a bad day. I already know. Yeah. It's already prepared. The bath is run. The massage table is laid out. The Oreos are ready. Babe, I got you. You ain't got to say nothing because I'm so attuned to her needs and she's so attuned to me that I know how she's feeling before she can even voice it. Yeah. I would wake up some days. I'm like, her energy is off and I know what to do to get her back to her center and vice versa. Yeah. She'll wake up and be like, I, I got the kids. You need to go work out. Like, mm. Go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I come back. I'm like, yo, you were so right. I needed that.
It's beautiful to not have to be combative, combative about mm-hmm. what you need. Um, because sometimes I know that like as partners, you'll pick. Like you see that they off and you're like, oh, so that's just what you're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like what? We you? take it personal. Yeah, we take it personal. Like we don't really allow our partner um, to be a person. So here's another good one. And like a little less, a little more light. Mm-hmm. How do you prefer to communicate? Which is, do you like text or do you want voice notes or... Are you upset if we not on the phone all night? Like, of course, this is a dating situation. Mm-hmm. You go home yeah. to your wife every night. Yeah. So it's like, babe, I talk to you when I get home. But <laughs> I was talking all day at work. I don't need to text you all day. Um, but when you're starting to date someone, a lot of times we start off one way. And then all of a sudden we're getting attitudes about the type of, um, like, oh, you're not responding back enough or quick enough. Or are you making it clear how you prefer to communicate? Yes. The peanut gallery is over there. Wow. <laughs> you <laughs> and and are you reinforcing that behavior, right? When they call, be like, "Oh my God, your voice is so sexy. I love hearing that." Oh. They'll call you every day. When when they respond fast, oh wow, that was very quick. Oh, you on your A game today? I see you. I feel like positive reinforcement. I love some positive reinforcement, but I I also feel like, especially as a woman with men, I prefer you just tell me how you like to communicate. It's easier. Because it's one less thing y'all have to think about versus trying to show up and perform for me. You know what I mean? I think that there are some things that I don't need you to do for me. I mm-hmm. think you need to tell me how you are so I can just get in my mind and accept it. Okay. I don't want to do everything for my part. I, it's some stuff I'm not changing. <laughs> yeah. Now It's not going to be toxic shit that I'm not changing. It's just going to be, I don't want to do that type of work. I don't want to perform for you. You know what I mean? Yes, if I'm trying to do something like... If, if you say, well, I prefer when you do it like this and I just don't, we just have a difference of opinion. Sometimes I'm doing it that way for you. Yes. But I already know that women's lists of what they prefer can get really long. You know, but it can get very long. It can get very long and it's very specific. So when it comes to communication, especially because men and women communicate so differently. Tell me, do you like to text? Because if you don't, I'm putting it out. Of, I have no expectations of texting from you. And I'm smart enough to know that just because we don't text doesn't mean that you don't care about me or whatever. As long as when we show up in person, it's great energy. Or it's like asking people, do you like voice notes? And some people say, I'm I'm never going to listen to that voice note. <laughs> For me, I'm not going to answer your phone call. Send me that voice note. Like if you're not, you know, depending on who it is, if we're not about to do some work together, if you just want to sit on the phone, I have a child. I can't not be present. You know what I'm saying? Send me the voice note so I can listen when I have a moment and then respond presently when I have a moment. But if you're trying to get me on the phone for us to catch up, I, I'm picking and choosing how I want my schedule to go. I would there rather do that on voice notes. That way I can respond when it's a good time for me or when I'm in the car. Or, But we're going to be coordinating all day trying to get on the phone when it's a good time for both of us. And sometimes I don't want to sit there and have to respond immediately or be in the right headspace for a continuous hour. Maybe I need to respond when my energy is right. Yes. You know? But ultimately, I don't want to always have to explain that to somebody. If I say I don't want to text like that, I need that to just be okay. Like... We grown as you think Kelly and, and Beyonce just texting all day. You think but, like I don't. But you also have to find someone that can understand that mindset, because a lot of people don't are not thinking to that level or cannot receive that information to that degree. You're a very busy, career oriented woman that's doing a million things. Your time, an hour of your time, is worth a lot of money. So being <laughs> be, being nice. on the phone for an hour, <laughs> it to some degree can be a waste of time for you. So a voice note where you, where you could respond here and there makes it a lot easier because you're not losing what matters to you most. And that's time. You also have a child, right? Yeah. You got to create time for that. You got to be present for that while running this amazing empire that just keeps, keeps on growing. 
I'm the same way. Don't text me. I have 125 texts on my phone, and I don't un- I don't understand why. Why are you texting me? I I don't got time. I'll see it. I think I replied, or I'll say I'm in session and I'll reply later. I'll never get to it. If yeah. you really need me, call. Call. I'm not going to answer, but I will return <laughs> that phone call Saturday morning. Yeah. I have my time slots. Well, I know. I'll return the I have two yeah. hours. Who do I need to call back? Yeah. My time matters. Yeah. And also, it's like prioritizing, and it's not to be like, "Oh, y'all so busy, I can't answer texts." When you get, we are when you get <laughs> we are shit, it's true. I, I feel like it's a, it's about energy distribution and like who you giving access to you. I I pick up the phone immediately for the people that are in my circle who we've committed to pouring into each other and doing the things. This is my village, so when they call, they've already earned the respect and my we already respect each other's boundaries. I don't mind answering this person. I know that they ain't calling me to be like. What you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> working? What are you doing? We're we growing an empire. That's what we're doing. Um, and then there are some people that we have that type of relationship where it's okay. Um, I also think that are you asking the questions like, are you okay with a long distance relationship? Are you okay with these type of things? Like how long before we need to talk to each other? Like at this point, I'm realizing the the man for me could be on any continent. Okay, so I'm I have the capacity to bend on my communication if it's, you know what I'm saying, an exchange of certain things. So I you live over here. Okay, yes, we can have phone time like but I like to talk about, Okay, when is that? And I think that sometimes that runs people away because it's like, oh, you're doing a lot. Actually, I'm being specific because I need to add you on my calendar. Exactly. If I'm if I'm serious about you, you're on my calendar. And you need to comprehend that and understand that and accept that. That's the season that that I'm in. And you have to be able to learn how to make space for that and make time for that. I think that brings me to the next point, which is what does your routine look like and how would a relationship fit in it? Do you have the capacity for me? Ooh. Like, do, do you have, have the capacity <laughs> for me in this current <laughs> stage of my life? Yeah. And also knowing that in three months, that might shift. Absolutely. In six months, that might shift. Are you committed to continue to make room and have capacity for me? Yeah. It's an excellent question. Those are the questions I ask. I ask about um, what are our contingency plans when we're off? Like, how are we going to get back? Like, what are the things that we should do when we're having issues? Or how do we reconnect? Or, you know what I'm saying? Any of those things. I think all of those things are really important. So when you're talking about dating somebody... I need to know, can you tell me the instructions of how you work? Because what I realized, I know all of these answers because yeah. I'm doing them now with me. And it's you've done the work. I'm doing the work. <laughs> you've done the work. I've and you, you walk different. Me, you talk different. It's so crazy because Everything's you said different. that. We, 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 we uh, talked right after Thanksgiving when mm-hmm. we recorded the yes. first episodes. And you was talking at then. Smile, you've changed. You've changed. Nah. It's six months later. You're like, you've changed. You've changed. You've grown. I um, I have. You've ex- not grown. You've expended. Oh, you saying expanded? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just uh, translating for the folks. I, I love it. Hey, you guys. Hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, ooh, I'm going to be real sexy and put it on and it's sitting in the back of your drawer. 
collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh-high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh-high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. I, I do have a question for you, though, right? Here you go. Go ahead, take over. I, I would say on average you work about, I'm going to say, 50 hours a week, right? L- let's say that so we don't scare nobody. All away, right, right, yes, sure. How many hours do you think one must work on their relationship weekly? Which relationship? Their romantic relationship. How much time should they be dedicating to the relationship every week? Of just like working on it or like spending time together? or like All of that. It depends on the level of the relationship. In the beginning, I don't need nearly as much. Mm-hmm. I'm more so a person that I like quality time. So I don't want to be around someone every day and it's not mentally stimulating for me. I, I am aware of that. Like, if you can't talk to me or give me the type of conversation I want or be with me intimately, quietly, like, but I don't ever want to feel like we roommates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm fine as fuck. When I walk by, if I can't tell on your face <laughs> that I'm fine as fuck, then we have gotten comfortable and you should go somewhere with men so you can remember when you walk back in this house that I'm fine as fuck. Like, <laughs> I know what I want to feel when I'm around a romantic partner or what I'm trying to get out of it. But also, I don't expect my romantic partner to act like my romantic partner all day. So it depends. Are we being romantic right now or are we homies right now? Or are we business right now? Or what are we being? But the romantic part, I realize I don't need as much time for that because the way I live my life is kind of just like already full of the sensuality or all the relationships feel like relationships. Yes. All the business, like I'm treating all the relationships the same. I've also noticed that when I put the time into me, I don't need as much time to put in my relationship. You know what I mean? Like- I used to think, oh, I need it every day to talk to someone. But if I'm doing all these things to really expound, to grow, to heal, there is no way I could have the capacity for somebody else six days a week in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. something that I have to work you into my routine. So I don't know. It depends. I'm I'm very open to... Six days? Six hours. Oh, I was about to say, who has the time? <laughs> Six hours a week. That's all it takes mm, for okay, you to so build a healthy relationship. Look at me understanding me. Yes. It's I that simple. You, I was trying to tell you. I knew me. <laughs> right. And the cheat code is knowing exactly what to do with those six hours. Yeah. And how to make it count, which is what you just said. Yeah. I, I, I know what I need to feel and when I need to feel it. And when it's nothing time, I have no problem with nothing time. Right. Like, oh, we ain't doing nothing. Just okay. laying down and doing I'm nothing fine, all day. I'm fine with that. You know? Man. Um, but the things I want to do, I realize I'll do with a partner or without. So the question is, do you want to do this with me or would you like to go do something else? Like, you're totally fine in doing that, but I'm going to do this shit anyway. So if you stay over here and we over here working, don't be mad that we build, <laughs> that we making posts because you decided <laughs> to hang out with me today. Um, and then the last one before we move on and we don't have to get into it uh, because it's pretty plain and clear. Um, actually, last two. How much alone time do you need? that's a question that I I need to know. I need to know how much time because sometimes when you are able to work with someone seamlessly, you could spend so much time together and don't realize you need a break. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm at this point where I'm ready to date someone that I, that is also a creative. So 
that's going to help me with the whole I don't need that much time mm-hmm. thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I've never dated another creative. <laughs> uh. So I don't know if I'm ready for all of that passion. You have me. You'll be fine. Just call. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for all that passion <laughs> yet, but I'm, I'm very aware that um, dating another creative can mean that you're together more often. And that's my segue to try to like be with someone more is to be able to have someone that I can code switch with, you know, Um with that being said, I still need to know how much alone time you need because I'm going to hold you accountable for doing it. And I need a partner that's going to hold me accountable for the things I specifically said I want. That's going to create desire. That's going to be lusty as fuck. And it's also going to make sure I keep missing you. Like I'm an Aries. Don't play with me. Like just as quick as I can fall in love, just as quick <laughs> as I can fall. Shit moves fast. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I need to know all this information so we can really like create the long term thing that we're talking about, you know? Um, and then the last one is, do you know your triggers and your insecurities? Do you know where you have issues so you can tell me about it so I can be conscious of it so I can hold you through it or reaffirm you or we use sex magic to fix it or, you know what I mean, put some positive memories to replace those difficult ones that you have like, oh, that used to fuck with you, huh? And and just finding like mental games to play to like help you work through that. Like I'm with that. I'm, I'm with that shit. Do you think it's going to be difficult for you to find the person that <laughs> has done all of that work and is prepared <laughs> For everything that you have to offer to that extent. Do I think that it's difficult? Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I do. But I also think that. It's worth it. It's worth it. But also I think that I'm living proof that people are trying to do the work. And also I think that my level of being able to sustain myself, Mm -hmm. not be independent, but Mm -hmm. sustain myself gives more grace to find the partner that isn't perfect, but perfectly in tune with me or just likes me. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I have great friendships, friendships that have lasted over a decade. Consistently, my my friendships have lasted over decades. The people that love me and like me don't have a problem with me at all. Like we have our issues or, you know what I'm saying, we work through, but I want my relationship to look more like my friendships. They are so beautiful and I, I cherish them so much. I want a friendship in my next relationship. It won't be difficult to find those things if I have the friendship in it. I think that I'm done looking for butterflies scare me. Butterflies scare me because I'm not I don't want to be uncomfortable all the time. I could be nervous and things like that. And that can be cute. But I don't want to be nervous forever. You know, you can give me a butterfly, but I need to be so comfortable in being me that I don't get aligned. I need a love that keeps me aligned. Because my per- I'm going to pick my purpose every time. What I figured out is that my 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 career, my purpose is really the love of my life. And I need somebody that's turned on by that. Because if you're not turned on with me working this plan and, mm-hmm. and working while I'm here, like doing mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be here with, we're not going to sync up anyway. You know? But I'm poly, so you're going to have to <laughs> accept that I'm going to get all the types of love that I need for this. So we talk about a very confident man, like a very confident man that, that's like, I'm good with how you are. You're an amazing woman. Thank you, Mac. That means- Beyond amazing. Like, I, I can't think of the words. It doesn't exist. I appreciate that. I don't. I, I work very hard to become an amazing woman, and I, I don't think that enough women hear enough that you're not as amazing as you think you are. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You can say, it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of women are not doing the work. You're not going out of your way to be more accountable, to be more friendly, to be more kind to your man, to your partner, to yourself, and you're looking for them to do something that you don't have the guts to do, and just constantly being accountable. We, it's okay to be wrong. 
You don't have to be mean if you're wrong about something. You're the If you have issue with accountability or you feel totally terrible when you do something wrong, that has nothing to do with that partner. That comes with the first time that you fucked up and somebody just welled out on your ass, like making you feel like you just did something so terrible or overcorrected or overdisciplined and things like that. Like if your partner loves you, y'all got to be on the same team. Like, like for real, I'm, I don't like fighting anymore. I just mm. want to communicate. Ooh. I just want to communicate. I, I'm turned on again. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that cup. I don't know if it's me. <laughs> All um, that healing and growth conversation, like, it's rare. It's very rare, especially in the podcast podcast space. In a, and, in a real way. A lot of people are not delivering the information in a way that's not boring or, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like, oh, y'all talking about do this, do that. No, we're giving you realistic yeah. ways, you know, of accountability. Um, but with all that being said, we're going to segue to our advice segment. Mm -hmm. um, and for the advice segment of today, um, you guys were writing in some advice letters and a lot of them were revolving around sex. So I'm using this segment to push you guys back towards the Patreon because a lot of people are not sure what type of courses are really on there. So this episode today is going to shine some light on the relationship contract. So all the components of the episode today um, are parts of a relationship contract. And if you really want to get specific and hold yourself accountable, not only to the relationship with yourself, but your relationship with others, build a relationship contract. And so I have an episode on my Patreon featuring my astrologist, who is also my counselor, um, my therapist, and all those things for the past few years. So this growth that you guys have seen me do, I've been working with someone consistently and committed to doing that. Um, I understand that that's an investment, but I constantly give you guys the option to join the Patreon, which is $15. And sometimes you guys do, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes people bypass it and they want to DM and ask the same question. When you DM me and ask me a question, I cannot give you the full scope of answer that you need. Sometimes you need more than a tip. Sometimes you need more than advice, okay? So the advice for today is to check out the relationship contract video, which will be tagged below, um, featuring Gigi, um, also known as I Am Living Aligned, um, where we talk about going through these relationship contracts, how we update them, and what type of things should be in your relationship contract compared to someone else's, and how often to update these things. There needs to be more business in the relationship of agreements because when you're upset, a lot a lot of times women manipulate the situation and change their mind or they move the goalpost. And when it comes to how you want to be a like you're making decisions based off of your emotions, which is unfair because your emotions constantly change. But the truth is, a lot of us don't have the answers to put on that relationship contract. How often do you want to talk to somebody? You say four days a week. Now, four days a week, you're like, damn, that wasn't enough. You really didn't know. Or because you miss someone, now you want to change it. You know, a lot of times men are like, wait, I'm confused because women are changing all the time and changing their mind. And this is the part where emotionally that is abusive to make someone have to keep up with your emotions over and over and over. And a lot of you, times you guys are not taking accountability for how well or how fast. Now, I'm not going to even say well, how fast you can communicate and not give people a chance to be a part of the conversation or the relationship. So, um, this is a way to put it on paper, have something to hold yourself accountable to, compare it to, so that you can get more emotional stability and control of your own emotions and not expect people to jump and bend based off how you're feeling. That was a quote, you guys. Make sure you're watching the YouTube <laughs> visuals, how you're feeling. Um, so that is the advice for today. Check out the relationship contract video on Patreon so that way you can go more in depth with this with the woman who taught me to use relationship contracts, which is how I go about things now. I'll be asking direct questions. You want me to text you? No? <laughs> At past 10 a.m.? Don't call you before 9? Got it. 
Like I, I'm, you make those notes. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what would make this relationship better for you? I have one too. You do? And we review it every, every three months. That's a good time for us. Let's see exactly where we are, what's working, what's not working, what changes we want to make, and et cetera. I think that's also good because you don't find yourself revisiting the same thing without giving it enough time to change. Exactly. <laughs> With men, they do not like when you talk to them about the same thing over and over. They be like, bro, you just told me yesterday. Like, give me a second. <laughs> um, and also, ladies, don't get it confused. All the accountability and all that shit is great, but I still make a lot of these same mistakes. The difference is that I apologize quicker. I switch up faster. I check myself in the moment. Um, no one's asking you to be perfect. We're just asking for progress. Um you know, just trying, you know? Yes, 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 yes. So um, for the spiritual tip of the day, uh, the spiritual tip of the day is where we talk about something in this like whole witchy religion, spirituality, universe, all that shit. So from crystals to tarot cards to astrology, all that stuff. Um, I just want to put it in a bite-sized piece so that way we can just learn one little fact a day to just understand it better because a lot of times people are rejecting the information because they really don't understand it and no one is kind of going back to the basics and just breaking it down piece by piece. So today's uh, spiritual tip of the day is actually from Astrology for Real Relationships. Um, oh, wait, no, it isn't. I changed it. I apologize, but that is a great book. So <laughs> shout out to Jessica Lanadu. We did use her last time. I ended up changing it to a different one. Um, but today we're talking about the planet Mercury. So whenever you pull your chart, it tells you um, where these planets were when you were born. Um, but Mercury is the planet that rules communication. So Mercury is an airy planet associated with all forms of communication and the inflow and outflow of intelligence and communication. Its position indicates how your how your mental function will be expressed and where techniques and skills are available to you. So one of the biggest things for you guys to look at when you're looking at your compatibility with your partner, a lot of times you guys are looking at your sun sign and trying to compare and, oh, well, I'm an Aries and they are this. And so we work well together. Your sun sign has nothing to do with your communication. Whatever your sign is in the planet Mercury. So go back to the episodes with Gigi on astrology. I believe that's episode 20. Don't quote me. We'll put it below. Um, <laughs> but 20 and 23. Um but we talk about um, how to, you know, read your birth chart and things like that. And I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of astrology because it helped me pinpoint where I was having issues mm -hmm. and how you communicate. How you communicate um, in Mercury tells you how you present. So, say you're a Scorpio. That means in in Mercury. That means you communicate like a Scorpio. Yeah. Or if you're a Virgo in your Mercury, that means you communicate like a Virgo. But that means you need to look at your partner and see how they communicate. Maybe they, maybe Aries and you're a Leo, which sounds like, oh, that's a really good match. But maybe they're a Aries and Mercury and then you're a Pisces. So now you got an old one and a young one. Yep. And so it's like, that's why it's not, you guys communicate differently. So um, that is a astrology or spiritual tip that you can use to better help with all of the other tips that we were giving in this episode. You could do all the work, but if you don't know how that person receives communication and how you receive communication and output communication, then you could still bump heads, even though you have all the stuff. At the end of the day, people do things in their way, and you have to accept that even if it's different. You got to learn to, you know, let them be who they are without changing them or making them do things your way, you know? Yeah. So... 
That is our episode, Mac. You ain't even, you let me do my job. You ain't even <laughs> therapized me the whole time. Offline, offline. Offline, okay, offline. okay. So um, before we let you go, um, I want you to talk about these Love Unlock cards um, yes. because they actually fall into everything that we talked about today, creating these conversations. And so I just, I want you to speak more to that yeah. and then tell us where to find you and them and all of that. <laughs> gotcha. So the un the Love un Unlock cards was created because during that time I was getting a lot of DMs. A lot of people were reaching out to me. I just didn't have the availability. So I wanted to create a product that would address that. So the Love Unlock cards is based on the five things that couples tend to argue about the most. Um, it creates questions around it to help couples have bite-sized, much-needed conversations that are uncomfortable but necessary mm -hmm. in a way that's not, gonna, that's not going to create conflict, yeah. right? This is not something that you do with your friends. It's not something that you do as a group. This is where you sit down with the person that you want to be with and you want to work on your relationship. You bring them out and you do a little bit at a time, yeah. right? This, these, um, this product is worth about two to three years of couples therapy itself. I love that. Yeah, and you can find it on my website, therapiesforeveryone.org. Okay, and then tell us your socials, and we will make sure we drop all of this information of below as well. Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram as talk to Mac un underscore therapist talk T A L K the number two Mac M A C underscore therapist, and that's the, and the only podcast. place. And the podcast, oh, thank you for yes, that. Yes, because that's another free way of um, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have the money for certain things. Things will come to you and it may not look the way that you think mm. that it is. So if you need to invest in all this free information out there, you need you need to you know, you need to invest your time in searching through different podcasts. You can't say, oh, well, I don't like podcasts and then also don't want to pay for therapy. You're going to have to pick one, you know. So um, tell them about the podcast and how they can, you know, incorporate that as a resource as well. Yeah. So I am the co-host of Menage of Mine, M.E. Menage, menage trois. <laughs> we'll drop it Just below move too. The, the trois to mine, menage mine, where um, we talk about therapy, we talk about growth. I bring on a lot of therapists myself, like black couples therapists, black individual therapists. We talk about depression, anxiety, relationships, dating, and we go in depth to kind of give give people the inf the information and the knowledge that they are in need of. So you could find us on all platforms as well as Instagram. Okay. And if nothing else, even if you want to maybe find a therapist that works for you, looking at their episodes and seeing some of their guests helps you to expand your network, which is really how this happens. A lot of times you guys are like, I don't know how to find this. I don't know how to find that. But tap into the information we're giving. We're not just trying to grow followers. Like if we was doing this shit for followers, we wouldn't be doing it no more. Like, Because it's costly. It's very costly. It's just expensive. Okay. Exactly. So um, with that being said, make sure that you guys support us by leaving a review, rating the podcast, simply sharing your favorite clips. Like whenever we drop a clip, share it because somebody on your timeline may need it. Um, it costs zero dollars and zero cents to truly support what we're doing. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for talking to me, saving space um, and making space and making it in a safe place to be vulnerable, always giving me my flowers and just constantly showing up for me. It means so much that like every time I need something or I'm like, hey, I think I have this idea. You're like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, 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 go. Go. let's do it. Um, and thank you for being you. It's that simple. I appreciate thank you. Thank you for being you. That's the best thing I can say about you. Thank you, Samaya, for being Samaya. And I have to give the last shout out to your wife. And I say that because it's very difficult to have male friendships when people get into relationships and they 
have these stipulations and now their friendships have to change. Having um, male relationships is very important to me because the male relationships that I grew up on are not stable mm-hmm. um, and they're not good and they're not healthy. And so when married women say, you know, hey, go out and do your thing and still do your purpose, you're helping other women to heal because now your man is out here doing his job, doing his purpose. And this man always respectful. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't try, never try. on no crazy shit. And I just, I appreciate that because Thank it allows you. the space for the growth that I need within the male relationships. I have not just the feminine ones. So um, make sure that you guys check out um, the What Men Want panel. Um, Mac is actually one of the panelists. Um, and lastly, we are shooting today at the Something Extraordinary Content House. And this is Tulum. So um, this set was made because there are so many creatives that are now doing retreats and teaching that are around travel and stuff like that. And yeah, I got Tulum and Cabo and all that. So this is a little piece of Mexico right here in your backyard of Atlanta. 15 minutes from the airport. So make sure that you check us out on at SE Content House on Instagram. Um, check out our sets, whether you're in podcasting, producing, um, directing, film, whatever it is that you need. Um, we do have five rooms, over 10 sets, two kitchens, two living rooms. Come and check us out. Um, the vibes are unmatched. Amen. So, yes. All right. So thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.